It's time to create better. Create better family, health, business, and self. Welcome to Elaine's Kitchen Table. This is where we share tips about business and parenting. Being a mom of three, CEO of the award-winning company Easy Daisy's speaker and educator, you're going to learn the tips and secrets of successful and incredible people. Elaine wants you to be inspired, challenged, and motivated, and that person you want your kids to grow up to be. This is Real Talk for Real Life. Hi, welcome to Elaine's Kitchen Table, where we talk about how to create better, how to create better family, health, business, and self. Now today, I have two awesome, amazing boss babes with me, and they're my dear friends, and I thought of them immediately when this topic came up. People have reached out to me to ask, how do I hire? How do I hire for small biz? And I thought, okay, I have to invite Sharon Chai and Wendy Armbruster to be on this talk with me. So ladies, say hello. Hi. Hello. Wendy, tell us a little bit about you. Well, I am the founder and CEO of Snugabell Mom and Baby Gear. We design and manufacture breastfeeding and pumping products uh, for the fourth trimester for moms. The coolest products ever. So if people wanted to find your products right now, where would they go to look? Snugabell.com. Snugabell.com. And beautiful, beautiful fabric choices too. I love, love, love. Sharon, say hi and tell us a little bit about you, hun. Hi, um, I'm the founder and owner of Bambubino, and that's an innovative uh, line of children, baby and toddler clothing, bedding, and bath time accessories made from bamboo and organic cotton. The softest bamboo fabrics I have ever felt. So beautiful. And you have mom products too. Yes. <laughs> now, ladies, I, I want to ask you, okay, we, we're all small business owners and are there any things that come to the top of your mind when you're thinking, okay, I need to hire somebody. This is what you need to do. Because I know you've hired and I know you've fired before. So when you are hiring, what are your top three things that you can think of right now that you could say, okay, if you are about to hire, do this. What would that be, Sharon? Um, when I'm looking for someone... Uh, first of all, I write out the job description, and um, and I do specifically ask people to write back and respond by telling me how they meet um, the job description. And so I'm actually looking for people that can actually follow instructions and show me how they meet the requirements. Uh, because often I will get, even then, I would get people that um, reply and just say, here's my resume, here's where I went to school, and hire me and I'm like no you have to okay. you know show me how you meet the requirements I love that I love that and I have to ask so how are you hiring if you're telling them that they have to write back like are you doing this I put that right on the posting so right at the like I'll state um, what's the qualifications and what the job expectations are and then just right at the bottom just reply okay. with how you meet the job requirements well, that's awesome that and it, it says so much right how they reply like if they just totally ignored everything you just asked for and just shoot you a resume that that gives you a lot of fl mm -hmm. red flags right there for sure because my work is not hard but it's very detail oriented so i want to see that they can follow instructions and pay attention to detail that's excellent that's awesome anything else wendy do you have something to add um, not specifically to add to what Sharon said, but uh, my experience with hiring has been more organic. Um, I did try 
hiring uh, hiring a headhunter, spending nine hundred dollars, hiring someone, big long process, multiple interviews, and the first day that she showed up for work, I knew within the first five minutes that she was the wrong choice. Um, so I wrote out the the, the because I invested like nine hundred dollars hiring. I, I I kept we kept her on, and then it was it was not working out very well and um <laughs> really crazy story but i actually came in one day and went on her computer for some reason um because she was on a, a windows based computer and i was on a mac and i needed something windows and went into word and opened up uh like recent documents and she had been <laughs> she had been creating a resume and cover letter on company time on our computer um, no. <laughs> yeah. So anyways, um, we have a computer policy at our, my company and which she had signed and that was not allowed. So the next day she showed up at work, I fired her on the spot and um, then she went to labor relations and it was just, the, it was just horrendous. And I couldn't believe that I spent $900 hiring this person and such a detailed and lengthy process. So I hire on gut and core values um, more so than skills. Skills can be taught. I mean, they do have to have a certain threshold of skills, but those skills can be taught. Um, and they have to align with our core Absolutely. values and have this um, a, a passion for our industry. Um, so, Absolutely. That, so I don't really have three things. I That's pretty much it for us. Is, and it's, it hasn't steered us wrong since. No, I love it. I, I love it. And before I add to that, I, I, I'm sure Sharon had another couple of things to add on. Oh, I was just going to add on to Wendy um, as well. Uh, I'm sure you're probably doing a probationary period now as well. So you're not having to go through labor relations and and the whole severance thing, right? Because you can do that for, I think, the first two to three months. I think it's three months. Yeah, yeah three I think, months probation. I think that I think the when I caught her doing that i think it was after the three months right. yeah yeah and that's yeah. and that makes it really hard especially for a small business right? and, and you know what i started working upstairs on my couch because i couldn't stand to be in the same room. oh, <laughs> oh no. and she was like she was like big size and talking to herself and 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 we're a small team and i can't tell you how many times that i would ask her to do something and she would say that's not my job yeah, I, it was bad. It was really we are, we're we're wow. a team. Everybody fills in the blanks. Small team. It was it was just um, the most horrendous I'm experience. I'm so sorry. That sounds and awful. And I learned it was worth the nine hundred dollars because I learned a lot. Yes, I've had expensive lessons in business too, <laughs> and it sucks. But then you're like, okay, I learned. Thank you for that very expensive lesson. But yeah, I I I think that uh, writing. If I had to name three, I think like. When you're hiring to have a really well thought out written uh, job description, mm -hmm. right? That that isn't too narrow, but big enough for what you want. Like you better know what you want and need when you're hiring and, and lay it there. Mm -hmm. And then because then it's on you that you hired wrongly because that's what you asked for. And that's the only thing you asked for or you didn't ask for. And they're like, hey, I, I meet those criteria. And then that second you said, like, it's small business, especially because it's small. That person needs to show that passion and enthusiasm to be a part of your team. Like, they better love what you offer or sell, whether it's product or service, because 
you you need that thriving energy and that small team to to keep each day going because one day you're gonna be depleted and you're gonna need to feed off of someone's someone's passion in that in that small biz. And then I, I like what you pointed out is when you're quick to hire, you better be quick to fire if that mm-hmm. person does not fit. And I have failed in that area and. Because hiring is so labor intensive and so expensive. So, yeah, you tend to just, oh, well, it'll be okay. And then, yeah. No. And, yeah, I've had terrible experiences there, too. Mm -hmm. Anything else that people should think of when they are about to hire? I think just just to add to Wendy as well, um, that hiring is labor intensive. Um, Sometimes I think we're tempted to hire someone um, who's... um, who comes to us and is enthusiastic about uh, business. They could be a customer or just could be a friend. Um, and even though, you know, we want to hire for personality versus skill because you can, you can teach skills, but you can't teach personality. Um, I think there's also a fine balance to, to finding that, that they have the right skill for the job. Like, for example, I think I hired my first two sales reps because they came to me and it made things easy. And I thought, wow, you know, somebody wants my products in this province and in this country. So, you know, I let them run with it. But uh, one didn't have sales experience and one had no idea um, about the baby industry. So they had no connections to stores, no relationships with retailers. And so even though the enthusiasm and the personality was great, and I felt very comfortable with them. Um, the sales just wasn't happening. And so you need that fine balance mm-hmm. as well. Especially yeah. with sales, because sales is a very niche uh, area of expertise. Either you, you're good at sales or you're not. There's like even, yes. I guess you can take courses, but really you have to have that personality for sales. Oh, absolutely. And, mm-hmm. like, and pretty thick skin because you have to... Mm-hmm. Be okay with rejection mm-hmm. and not take it personally, right? And and you have and to be find driven. a way, yeah, to to say, okay, well, that's just a hurdle. I'm gonna find a way around it. I'm gonna come back, right? They say that it takes seven to ten touches to get a sale sometimes, mm-hmm. and then to have that salesperson know that and not be like defeated. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. say, oh, yeah, oh, and sales is the only job yeah. where there's really no ceiling. I mean, if you're on, if you if you, there's an incentive tied into your salary, you know the. So you have to be driven by that. Like there's a certain personality that is like gung-ho about that kind of stuff. And then there's other people who want the security of a nine-to-five job with an hourly wage. Yep, absolutely. Let's talk skill set for a moment. So if you're thinking, okay, here's this great person I'm having a meeting with, I'm interviewing for a job. What are some definite skills? Like this is for our wonderful listeners who are like, okay, well, I'm just about to meet with somebody. I don't even know what to look for. Yes, they might have a beautiful smile and be really nice, but that might not cut it. Like I could think right now, like I want a problem solver. That's that's who I want. Like if, like no matter what position I'm about to fill, I, I would love for this person to be like, like take initiative to take mm-hmm. on a problem. Like not wait for me mm-hmm. to come fix it or just not be like just be stuck i would love a problem solver is there one skill set or two that you could think of that you're like this is what you should look for well i recently did some new hires like last last december and i fleshed out my operations side 
And I didn't really know what operations was. <laughs> and boy, oh boy, did we need help in that area. So did I, did that answer your question? <laughs> so, no. <laughs> <laughs> what was the question again? So well, maybe you did. I, 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 okay. The question is, is there like a skill set that, or a skill that you would love for that new hired person to have? So I said problem solving skills, like critical thinker. So yeah, I needed someone that could get us in shape operations wise. And I didn't even know that I needed that until uh, my mentor brought my CEO on, COO on. So I didn't even, I didn't really understand supply chain or operations or anything like that. And she came in and within the first month, she did a skew rationalization. She did a complete inventory. She did, um, she created cost of bombs. She, um, she discontinued a bunch of products that weren't awesome. viable. Um, yeah. I mean, like, Love it. I didn't know what I didn't know. And like, mm. I'm just like, she and, she, and she was a machine. Like, I love it. She was so productive and it gave me a completely different perspective I love the it. business. That's awesome. That's right. So, so you knew where you lacked, like, I know you said you didn't know what you didn't know you needed until she came, but like you had a mentor who said, okay, I can see what is missing. And that's excellent. That That's awesome. Love it. I know what I'm missing too. <laughs> so hard. How about you, Sharon? Is there like a skill set or like a skill that you're like, okay, this person should have this? Um, I'm not 100% sure if it's skill, but aside from the actual obvious skills of doing the jobs that I require, like, you know, being good with your hands and being neat, being fast and so on. Strong work ethic. Um, strong yeah. work ethic and all that. Um, I think for me... Uh, a really important quality for a person to have is just willingness to learn, to be humble, uh, to be teachable. Mm, um, so good. So and, true. and just to have, because I think that makes a huge difference, right? In, in terms of learning things, developing skills. And, you know, really what I would love is just to hire a clone of myself. I think every small <laughs> business person can do that. I'd hire a clone of yourself. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And that said, actually, um, uh, one of the things that uh, I think our listeners might find interesting, especially for small businesses like us that have unique products, is to actually ask outright the person that you're hiring, do you want to start a business? Mm. And it is a weird question, but I think it's also um, disarming because most people will not expect you to ask that. And they will actually answer that with the truth. And it's actually quite common um, that people um, will work for other companies to learn from them so that they can learn mm -hmm. how to start their business and possibly a competing product. And I actually do have firsthand experience interviewing someone who I ended up not hiring, but they ended up starting a business of their own quite similar to mine. But um, we, we never became exactly direct compat competitors actually we're quite on good terms with each other we support each other's businesses but you know it can happen it does happen and you know it's it might be this strange interview question but wow people will tell the truth <laughs> wow so something to think about i was at a, a sbi event social venture institute uh 
event and I was chatting with a lady once years ago and, and we were talking about hiring because I was having such a hard time finding good people back then. And she um, had a, like a bunch of recipe cards and she wrote core values on them uh, and had them put in them in order from most oh, important yes. to least important. Yes. Which I, and she said it's never steered her wrong. So, so that's an interesting take on it too. Like there's Great so many idea. alternative ways to hire people. Absolutely. But honestly, like Hillary, who's worked for me for over 10 years, she, she answered a, a call on Twitter for a photo, for the photo to shoot model. And as soon as I met her, I knew she had to work for me. She couldn't. I love her. <laughs> she couldn't leave her job at the time. But two years later, I finally convinced her to come and work for me. And she's been working for me ever since. So mm -hmm. I really go by, I get a vibe from people. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, and then I find out what their skills are after. Yep. No, mm -hmm. that's, yeah. And and you'll know, right? Like like when you say skills are, are, tra are trainable, but like also what Sharon had said, there's a fine line, but you, you'll know because you can tell the drive of that person mm -hmm. that they can definitely meet those skills. Right. Mm -hmm. And there's some like, yes, like you're either a salesperson or you're not a salesperson, but yeah, I agree. Like having those core values, like I've had uh, a form where when I was hiring and I had exactly that, the core values listed and I had blanks and I said, just rate them from one to seven. What's what? the importance of oh, which okay. ones are to you. That's cool. And I've also had people say, what is a core value? Oh, jeez. <laughs> Not a sign. And I said, well, the, those are examples of core values. And it's like, yeah, so you get a lot out of it when, when you, you have that conversation for sure. Now, there are definitely mistakes that we do and can avoid when hiring. And so, ladies, can you think of any on the top of your brain that you're like, oh my goodness, here's some mistakes. Listen to your gut. <laughs> Listen to your gut. Love that. Trust your gut. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I love that. And sometimes I, I, I did a mistake of hiring someone who oversold herself. Mm -hmm. Like, oh, she sounds so great. But like, just make sure to check references mm -hmm. <laughs> and, 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 you know, that was excellent. Like she sold herself so well and was like, yes. That like, was in my notes too. You know, beware the person that, that just, yeah. Oversells themselves. Let them show you. Yeah. And, and, you know, and that's why I love what you were doing. Like you can get them to re reply back in a response. And then you can also read through that on, on their ability to it's be a honest. Screening tool. Mm -hmm. Just to tell them, you know, show me how you meet the job. Um, I, I would hire only what I need. Um, and by that, I mean just hire for the skills. Because um, there's sometimes often when I need someone who can just sew repetitively um, hundreds or thousands of the same item. And I would often get um, a fashion school graduate applying. And although they're skilled in sewing... They have so many other skills in fashion design that that would probably mean they will get bored quickly with the job and you know being overqualified is not necessarily the best fit so just hire for, for just what you need and you know possibly a little bit more than that but not too much more yeah and, and that's an interesting thing too because i read an article that um typically men will 
apply for a job where they meet about 70% of the requirements, whereas women won't apply unless they meet 100%. <laughs> yes. I thought 70 is high. <laughs> I thought it was more like 50% maybe, or less. Maybe it is. But uh, the thing is, if you meet all the requirements, you're not going to, you're going to get bored pretty darn quick. I mean, you want to grow into that position. Yeah. And also speaks to the fact that women don't value themselves as much as Absolutely. Mm-hmm. That men yeah. overvalue themselves. <laughs> um, but uh, so, so that kind of ties in with what you're saying about being bored. You don't want to be overqualified or, or meet everything because you, you want to, you're not going to stick around if, if it's just the same old, same old every day. Yeah. You got to be able to grow. Yeah. Mm. And I always come back to that passion of, sorry, of that individual who's applying for the job that they, they should have taken the time to find out a bit about your business. Absolutely. It just kills me. Oh, crazy. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I have interviewed before, and, you know, like, I, I make it so easy for them. Like, like I spell it out. I give them the website. Like, here it is. And, I mean, you Google Easy Daisies, and you'll find, LinkedIn, like, Facebook. like so many yes, things on so it. So easy these days. And, you know, and I'll say, hey, do you have any questions for me? And they'll be like, what is Easy Daisies? I'm like, oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, how do you even know you want to work for that business unless you have done your research, mm-hmm. right? I'm always impressed when someone says, oh, I saw that you were sold in this location, this location, and, you know, I know at least two other stores that you should be in. Or And that's not even, they're, like, they're not even being hired for sales, but but they they know what the product is. and I would. Or they tell me I that. I hope so. Right? Or they've told me that. They, they've recommended Easy Daisies to a family that they know because they have little kids or they have autism or, and you know, then I, I'm intrigued because then they, they're telling me that they know what the product is mm-hmm. about. But when someone tells me or asks me, what is Easy Daisies? <laughs> or I, I, I watch them and not that, you know, spelling is a thing, but they spell Easy Daisies incorrectly. <laughs> but mm-hmm. I'm like, oh gosh, golly. Okay. But, right, it's like if you want to work for that company, don't misspell it. Yes. (laughs) But, yeah. Okay, ladies, do you have a final word of advice when it comes to hiring for your small business? I think we've kind of covered everything. I I, I like following your gut. I I love what Wendy said about that and, and you as well, Lane. But I think sometimes... You need the second person. So I think if possible, um, maybe find someone um, that can sit in on the interview that mm-hmm. you can, you know, bounce vibes off after after the interview just to get a second opinion. I think. Yeah, that's a good that uh, helps. That's a good point, too, because when I was doing the hiring after the after the raise, uh, I would do the first interview and then Carlo, my mentor, would come in and sit uh, into the second one and he would ask he had a different perspective he's a sales guy and um, just a different perspective for, uh, as t- towards mine anyways and uh, it's always good to get a, a different opinion mm-hmm. oh absolutely and I, I recently read that in Forbes Forbes had an article about how hiring mistakes and they're saying you know to, and then take it to the second level where you have another staff member or team member sit in on the second interview when you're like narrowed it down to like three candidates because someone else will have a different view from you. And plus you want, if it's a small business, that person has to fit in with your whole team and not Mm -hmm. just what you think is the essential need at that very moment. So true. 
And so, no, great point. Great point. And last thing we want to say to our awesome listeners who are, whether they're starting their small biz or in it for a while, that they always have that marketing question. So if you were to be asked right now, ladies, shoestring budget or no budget at all, how would you get your product or service known out there? What's a great way to do it? Right now for us, it's... Uh... It's Instagram, and we're trying to get onto TikTok. We're doing more videos. Um, moms find out by find out about products via other moms primarily. Yes, and so, social media. My yeah, gosh. Yeah, there's no, you know, we we're focusing all of our marketing dollars there going forward. Yeah, they say about 87% of women look to social media before they make a purchase. Like, they actually will buy because of checking mm-hmm. on social media. How about you, Sharon? What's a word of advice for zero to very minimal budget for marketing? What would they do? Mm, um, I think um, sending out regular emails to your customer, your, your customer base, and getting those leads from social media like most and finding where your your customer what what social media your customer uses so our our customers tend to use facebook um a little bit more than than instagram i mean they're on both usually but we tend to get most of our traffic from facebook and um and so just using that to 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 just grow our email list and email them regularly admittedly i'm not as as regular as I want to be, but goals um, are great. <laughs> we've always found that emailing our customer base um, is is a warm audience, and and Absolutely. they've responded and had higher conversion rates from that. That is very smart, and that brings it back to how um, I've heard over and over that marketing money should go back to your existing clients because that is where your money is coming from. Your sales are coming from your existing clients and they are the ones who will refer you. They are the ones who will buy more. And uh, so that's a great reminder. Email marketing. Brilliant. I love you ladies so much. And you guys always have so much wisdom to share and the most humble ladies I know. And so thank you, Sharon. Thank Thank you, you, Wendy. Thank you for inviting us. And our listeners, thank you for joining us. And we hope you have an awesome, fabulous day and We'll talk to you soon. Bye for now.